On today's video and on today's Better Wolf Reacts, I'm going to be reacting to my good friend Carlton Dennis, who is like the GOAT to YouTube and tax, marry them together. He has an amazing channel and does so many videos on different real estate strategies and has a lot of videos on how, especially if you're wealthy, you can take advantage of certain strategies to pay very, very little taxes or no taxes. And so when I saw this video that he just came out with is how you can save huge on taxes with an average salary, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. And so I watched it. It, it is great. It's going to have a lot of good talking points. One of the things that I, I want to be able to be very upfront with is we're going to dive in and you're going to see some things that I disagree with, but it's not that I disagree with like fundamentally because I know how Carlton thinks. It's it's mainly going to be like, I'm going to create a talking environment. So I would love to hear from you in the comments. What is your thoughts? What are some of the things that you loved about what he said? What are some of the things that you question about what I'm saying? Um, and we are going to continue to elevate the financial conversation because that's the purpose of this channel. That's the purpose of Better Wealth Reacts is to have conversations. So without further ado, let's jump in. Point number one. Hey guys, it's Caleb Williams. With Number one is retirement accounts. Many people view retirement accounts as just a way to save for retirement, but they are so much more than that. When used correctly, retirement accounts can actually help you to save money on taxes. How? <laughs> well, let's look at several different retirement accounts, for example. Let's talk about the 401k. 401ks are one of the best known and most popular retirement accounts in America. They are named after section 401k of the Internal Revenue Code and over $6.3 trillion of wealth is held in these accounts. Damn, okay. You see, 401ks are employer sponsored. They're defined contribution plans that give you a tax advantage in a way to save for retirement. There are multiple ways that a 401k can benefit you from a tax perspective. For example, for traditional 401ks, you can make 401k contributions on a pre-tax basis. This means that you will be able to deduct your 401k contributions in the year that you make them. Being able to deduct 401k contributions lowers your taxable income for the year. For many people, being able to deduct 401k contributions actually lowers their taxable income enough that pushes them down into a lower tax bracket, which can help them save money in taxes. Another great tax benefit of 401ks is that 401k's earnings accrue on a tax deferred basis. This means that you do not have to pay taxes on the capital gains and dividends that build up in your 401k until you start withdrawing the funds during your retirement. So if you decide to go with a Roth 401k. So here, before we jump into the Roth, because I like the Roth option, um, my whole question is, yeah, we, we talk about this as a tax savings. What I'll say is you for sure get a tax benefit. And and many of you who do 401ks, um, there might be a great reason for you. If you're someone that comes to me and says, hey, I really believe that the stock market is a great investment. And there's a, at least a portion of my portfolio that I want to ha have in the stock market. And your employer is going to give you a match not investment advice, but that you that that's a really good thing. If you're already going to be like, this is what this is a part of my portfolio, and someone's willing to match, like that's incredible. So take what I say with a very with very very grain of salt. The idea of the traditional 401k or other strategies about using qualified strategies like SEP IRAs or traditional IRAs is this concept of you're deferring. You're, it's, yes, you get a tax benefit today, but you're deferring to an unknown date at an unknown time at a 
you know, unknown season of life at an unknown rate at an unknown threshold. And a lot of things can change. There's people watching this channel that says my belief in taxes being lower in the future are not high. In other words, I believe taxes are only going up. I believe regulations, I believe even when you factor in inflation, when you factor in inflation and saying uh, we need to just spend more money to maintain what we're currently spending now, it's, it's very much stacked up against us. So while I'm a big fan of helping people to save money, I would I would caution anyone that says, hey, um, is the retirement account the only way? Carlton's starting off with it because it's an amazing way to at least lay the fun fundamentals, but there might be other ways that don't have strings attached in the future. So what I'll say is that the, the traditional 401k is an amazing scenario if you believe the taxes are going to be the same or lower in the future. If you want, if that's the only way for you to get the match, there's other reasons why you might want to do it. But there's many of you that are like, hey, I want to use the stock market, but I don't necessarily want to roll the dice for future taxes. Carlton's going to get into that, uh, a different scenario that could still be a huge game changer for you and still has tax advantages, just not now, but in the future. I'm, I'm getting passionate and excited, um, but this is something I feel very strong about. And I feel like there needs to be a conversation before people jump in about their philosophy or exit strategy, because a lot of people um, are passively investing. And I don't mean that the right way. They're just like investing. They're not asking questions. They're not thinking about what am I, what is the exit plan going to be? And I think the reason we create videos, the reason Carlton creates videos is to get people to think differently. Instead of a traditional 401k, there are still significant tax benefits. Let me explain. With a Roth 401k, you can make contributions with after tax money. This means you don't get a deduction in the year that you make the contribution, but your account will still get to experience tax-free growth. And then when you pull that money out later on in life, when you make withdrawals from your retirement, both those traditional 401ks and Roth 401ks often have impressive tax benefits. The exact tax benefits may differ slightly, but both of these retirement account options can help you to save money in taxes. Let's talk about SEP IRAs. A SEP stands for a Simplified Employee Pension. What a Simplified Employee Pension means is that you have a type of individual retirement account or IRA that can be set up and be funded by yourself if you're a self-employed person. Like 401ks, SEP IRAs have a number of great tax benefits that can help middle-class earners save a significant amount of money on taxes. For example, just like traditional IRAs, a 401k contributions to SEPs are made with pre-tax dollars. This means that you will be able to reduce your taxable income and save on taxes in the short term without having to pay taxes on the SEP IRA until you withdraw it from your retirement later on. Now, another great benefit of SEP IRAs is the fact that the contribution limits are higher than that of traditional IRAs. This is one of the main reasons why many people like these better than normal IRAs. In fact, for 2023, you can contribute 25% of your yearly income or up to $66,000, whichever is less. These high contribution limits can help you experience tremendous tax savings on a yearly basis. Step IRAs also grow tax-free. So meaning that you won't have to pay taxes on the capital gains or dividends until you retire and withdraw from that money later on, just like a traditional 401k. With SEP IRAs, they are available to businesses of any size, and the contribution amounts are allowed to vary from year to year. 
flexible contribution amounts are a good benefit if you're a business owner because maybe your revenues change from year to year. And this is why SEP IRAs are sometimes recommended. Yeah, I'll just say this. The reason why Carlton's starting this as the first, first point is a lot of people will talk about this. And again, if you're a business, there may be a world where this is something that you should look into. But again, um, there is some control that, that is lacked. Um, and you're kicking the can down the road. Now, one thing I will say about SEP IRAs is they're a lot of times have more flexibility in how you invest. I know people that put their money in, in SEP IRAs, they get the deduction, so they get the short-term tax benefit today, um, and then they're able to do really alternative investments like real estate and other things through their custodian. Um, and again, yes, will they have a future tax um, obligation? Yes, but their whole idea is like they're actively planning. And that's one thing that Carlton is really passionate about is you actively plan. And if you you have an active mindset and strategy, and there's a lot of ways that you can um, overcome a lot of this stuff. So again, I'm being passionate about the postponement and deferral just because I want people to be thoughtful about that. But there might be a lot of different exits that are possible if you if you know that with the end in mind. So now we're going to get into HSAs. I love the HSA. Now let's talk about HSAs. HSA stands for health savings account. A health savings account is a special type of savings account that allows you to save money on a pre-tax basis to help you finance qualified medical expenses. So let me explain. HSAs offer a triple tax advantage. Deposits are tax deductible. So when you put money inside of your HSA, you receive a tax deduction. The growth is tax deferred. So you're not paying taxes on the amount of money that's growing in the HSA. And then Spending it is tax-free as long as you spend the money in the HSA on qualified medical expenses. So essentially, HSAs are an extremely beneficial and tax-advantaged way to save for medical expenses that you might need to pay for, that you will 100% need to pay for in the future. We are all going to deal with medical issues later on in life. However, keep in mind that you can only contribute to an HSA if you have a high deductible health plan or an HDHP. I'll be discussing that on another video. Okay, so what I wanna just say about HSA, in the world that we're in, if you can qualify for an HSA, I think it's brilliant, because it truly is. You get the tax deduction today, you get the tax deferred growth, and you get to use that money tax-free as long as it's on, um, as long as it's for qualified uses. And here's what I'll say, in the world that, you know, a lot of there's alternative medicines and other things, yes, you could look in the future and say, yes, we'll need we'll be able to utilize this in the future, but also look at it from a different lens and say, could my HSA, some of the money in HSA, could I use alternative medicine to potentially be healthier? And, and, the, and the answer in a lot of cases is yes. So here's what I'll say. I'm not giving investment advice. I'm not giving tax advice. And I'm not giving medical advice here. I'm just saying, um, if you can qualify for an HSA, um, I would do so because there's a lot of cool scenarios that, that, that open up uh, when you have something like this. And also, I know people that have have pretty amazing investments through their HSA and they're getting some amazing tax-free growth that they'll be they'll be able to use on the on the on the back end. And again, there a lot of my friends are using this as like a more wellness versus like sick care. All right, guys, let's go into option number two. We talked about retirement accounts. The next thing I want to talk to you about is tax credits and deductions. You see, in addition to retirement accounts, there are a number of key tax credits that can help you save a ton of money on taxes too if you have average income. Here's a quick overview of some of the best tax credits you might be eligible for. Number one, if you have children, the child tax credit. If you have kids, this might have been one of the best benefits for you because you will receive a $2,000 tax credit per qualifying child. 
Guys, that's a huge tax credit. It was up during COVID, but it's back down to 2000, but it still provides some key tax benefits. There are caveats for this credit. For example, to qualify for the child tax credit, your child must be under the age of 17 at the end of the tax year. You also need to make sure that you have more than $2,500 in annual earnings. Additionally, the children must live with you in the United States for at least half the year. The time they live with you does not need to be continuous. For example, your children, they don't have to live with you for six months straight. They can live with you for like three months at the beginning of the year, and maybe three months at the end of the year and take time off in between. As long as they live with you for six months out of the year, you can claim the child tax credit for them. Another thing to be aware of regarding the child tax credit is that it does not only apply to biological sons and daughters. The child tax credit can also apply to stepchildren and adopted children, but it doesn't stop there. The child tax credit can also apply to grandchildren, foster children, younger siblings, step siblings, and half siblings. So technically you do not have to even be the parent of the child to claim the child tax credit. The child just has to live with you in your home in the United States for at least half of the year and be dependent on you. The final requirement to claim yep. the child tax credit is that the child must have a valid social security number. So just to understand how much this tax credit can potentially help you, let's say that you have four children under the age of 17. In this case, you could claim $8,000 in child tax credits. You see, for many families, this can be quite significant and can be a huge help financially because they're already receiving standard deductions for being head of household or for being married filing joint. When you factor in this child tax credit on top, sometimes it results in huge refund checks that come in the form of uh, direct deposits or come in the form of a check directly to you. Here, I'll just mention two things. Carlton doesn't mention getting married. <laughs> I would say getting married is another huge tax benefit. Um, and some of you just need to hear that. The second thing I'll say is, um, isn't it interesting that the government incentivizes us to have kids? How about electrical vehicle tax credits? The electric vehicle tax credit is another fantastic tax credit that can help you save a lot of money. You guys, we all know that vehicle prices have gone up significantly in the past few years. So anything that can help us save some money related to vehicles is a major bonus, am I right? So the electric vehicle tax credit is a non-refundable tax credit that is available to people who buy qualifying electric vehicles or plug-in hybrid vehicles. For new vehicles, this tax credit can be as high as $7,500, but it's non-refundable tax credits that help you lower your tax bill. If you're trying to look for another tax savings, you might want to look at applying to get electric vehicle over a gas vehicle, especially knowing that you see the electric vehicle tax credit recently experienced some major changes due to the Inflation Reduction Act. So I made an entirely another video that goes over this in depth, which I'm going to link in the description or somewhere right here. Hence why you should follow Carlton. Let's discuss itemized deductions. Itemizing your deductions can be another great way to save money in taxes, especially if you're having a middle class salary. As many taxpayers are well aware of, when you do your taxes, you have two choices when it comes to deductions. You can take the standard deduction or you can itemize your deductions. The standard deduction for 2023 is $13,850. If you take the standard deduction, then your taxable income will be reduced by $13,850. And for some people, this is the best option. However, for many other people, itemizing deductions is the better way to go. And the reason why this is the case is because if you itemize your deductions and add up all of your itemized deductions and it equals to be more than the standard deduction amount, it means you will save more in taxes by itemizing your deductions. If you have a mortgage, then itemizing your deductions can definitely be the better option. This is because your mortgage interest and property taxes alone, which are both deductible, 
could be sometimes in the 10 thousands of dollars, depending on the properties you have. So when you're thinking about it, that could end up being more than the $13,850 or $26,000 that you might have if you're a married couple, depending on what items you have to deduct. As a tax professional, I can help you find every possible tax write-off that you qualify for. But when it comes to what you are able to deduct, it's also based on your income. If you qualify for enough deductions or if you have a good sized mortgage and you're giving money to charity or have medical and dental expenses or gambling earnings or losses, then these deductions can end up outweighing the standard deduction, hence why we itemize. Here's what I'll say, a couple of things that he mentioned, kids. I think many smart people are saying we have a birth rate problem. And so I think the U United States is rightfully so giving a credit for saying we want to incentivize you to have more kids. I think it's I think it's important to know, like, and I might offend some people here, but I think we have the opposite of an overpopulation. I think we need to be having kids. And how cool is it that we get um, credits for that? So that that's one thing that I think is a game changer. If you have a middle class salary, like that's the beautiful thing about a credit is money coming in your pocket, which is amazing. The other thing that Carlton didn't mention is get married. Like some of you need to hear that, but you get benefits by being married. Now you get a lot of not benefits if you get divorced. So I'm not, again, not going, trying to go down this road, but it's like marriage is another thing that the United States is like, Hey, we want to incentivize that because of stability and other things. And so there, there's, there's some people that it's funny when they work with us, it's like, what's one thing you could do? It's like, well, you could get married and you could save this amount of money. So if you're, if you're curious about that, maybe I'll make a whole video on, on why you should get married and save taxes. Um, the, the last thing I'll say from a deduction standpoint is even if you are, um, have a, if, even if you're employed full time, you can do a side gig. You can ha you can try to make money via side gig or a, a side business. And you don't have to necessarily stop what you're currently doing, especially if you're supporting your whole family. Um, it might be a dumb idea to like quit what you're doing and, and jump full into a business that may or may not work. But as long as you start a business and try to make money, genuinely try to make money, um, there's so many things like your cell phone, maybe a part of your office. There's so many things that now you could write part partially off because now you have a business. And those are those are just a mindset to have to say, how, how can you shift some of your activities into a business write-off versus just consumption. Now, that's the final thing I'll say as it relates to this. This is brilliant, so make sure you get your pad and paper out when we talk about short-term rentals. Let's talk about my favorite subject, short-term rentals. You see, the Internal Revenue Code allows you to use losses from short-term rentals to offset income you earn actively, such as your day job. That's gold, Jerry, gold! So having short-term rentals can help you save a significant amount of money in taxes as well. What this essentially means is that you can buy a rental property, such as an apartment, such as a condo, such as a single family home, and rent it out on a short-term basis through Airbnb, VRBO, or any other method. And by doing this, you will be able to deduct certain expenses related to the property from your normal actively earned income. Guys, you will be able to deduct depreciation expenses, which can be quite significant. And this is because the IRS actually lets you deduct the entire cost of the property through depreciation over the course of 27 and a half years. However, if you want to capitalize on these benefits, there are several rules that you have to follow regarding the rental period. This should be interesting. For example, you will have to rent your property out for either seven days or less at a time or 30 days or less at a time. The easiest way to comply with this rule is to rent your property out for seven days or less at a time. You do this and the IRS allows you to offset your actively earned income with losses from your rental property, as long as you are materially participating. Luckily, 
it is extremely easy to limit the rental periods to seven days on sites like Airbnb or VRBO. If you want to rent your property out for more than seven days at a time, then you can choose to go with the 30 days or less option. However, if you go with this option, you will have to perform what the IRS calls significant personal services in addition to renting the property out to qualify to use the losses from the rental to offset your active forms of income. For example, you would have to provide substantial services such as like cooking, cleaning, concierge services, entertainment, driving people around, turning over the beds in the morning. The services you provide would have to demonstrate that you are more than materially participating in this business as opposed to just providing capital. If you are willing to provide these additional services, then you can expand your rental periods up to 30 days or even more than that. I think it's fair to say that this is just, just the fact that this is opening your mind to that this is possible, like you could be making money and then, and this this is actually better for people that are high income as well. You could then get a another home, maybe apartment, a condo, and be able to rent it out short term. Like there's so many things to now open up that can offset your current income. So this strategy, whether it relates to the middle class or maybe upper class, like this is a strategy that as long as you're aware that this exists, there's going to be more videos. I know Carlton is one of the biggest experts as it relates to articulating this. He has a whole community as well that goes into this. Um, so I'm glad that this is on your radar because I, other, other than hearing this from Carlton, have not he heard this articulated very often. And still qualify for the tax savings that I'm speaking on. How about cost segregation studies? If you wanna get even more savings from your rental properties, then you can get a cost segregation study done. You see, a cost segregation study is a study that allows for you to separate the cost of the components of your property and then separate them from the actual building structure for depreciation purposes. Guys, once the cost segs have been segregated, Depreciation can be accelerated for the non-structural components, which is your light fixtures, your flooring, your pools, your appliances. I talk about this all the time. So if you get the cost segregation study done for your property, then you could potentially save even more money in taxes. Well, guys, listen, we made it all the way to the end of this video. As you know, here's what I'll say. And and by the way, go subscribe to Carlton. Check out his videos. He does such an incredible job and I'm I just really appreciate the video of just being able to talk. So here's kind of the summary. He he gives a couple he gives a couple ideas of like number one, retirement savings accounts. He talks about deductions and credits. He talks about the short term rentals um, and, and that amazing hacks. Here's what I'll say if you're middle class, if you're someone who's making forty to eighty thousand, maybe a little bit on the higher end, maybe a little bit on the lower end. One of the things that um, one of the question frameworks that I would begin with is number one, is there anything that I can do to provide more income? You know, if cash flow, if we believe, if we hold this belief that cash flow follows value, the question I would ask you is, is there ways that your you or your household economy can provide more value and attract more cash flow? That would be number one. Number two would be um, looking at the retirement savings account scenario and saying, what is my belief about the future? What is my belief about future cash flow, retirement? And do do I believe that the stock market is a place that will enhance my future retirement. And if you understand that, and it's like all means, there may be a world where a 401k or someone matches or might there might be, you might find that you want to get a benefit today and and defer for for the for, for the future because you understand the, the different strategies there. So that that is a strategy. But what I will say is lean in and say, if you thought if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, whether you have a business now or not, there's so many things that open up if you um, start a business. You don't even have to start an LLC. I know Carlton might be like, Caleb, that's dumb advice. If you're going to try to make money, it is smart to have a lim limited liability company that gives you protection. But, but at first, 
you can literally try to make money do, doing business as. And there are so many different strategies that you that open up that you'll that you can start writing off mileage. You can start writing off parts of your phone. You might have a home office. There might be so many things that you could do that just by those things um, you can you can save money. Getting married. Some of you, like, obviously we can't all have control over this, but there's some people that I know that have been in super long relationships. They're like committed. All they got to do is change that one decision and boom, that's a tax savings. Having kids, um, this is, I'm not going to tell you having kids is going to save you money, but there's a tax benefit. And I think there's, it's a whole nother video, Caleb. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into that in the, in the future, but there's other credits. And he talked about the electric car credit, which I'll be the first to say I, as owning a Tesla, I. I love the Tesla. It drives super well. Um, I wouldn't necessarily tell people like, hey, go buy an electric car for the tax credit. Um, if you want to buy an electric car, this is the right time to do it. But there's some of you that need to buy like a, a used car and not spend $30,000 extra to get a you know a $7,000 tax credit. So it's like you obviously need to understand your situation. Um, but then the whole real estate space, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till you're super wealthy to start real estate. Some of you have a middle-class salary and one of the things that that opens up is it opens up stability for you to be able to go buy a real estate property and do exactly what Carlton said. And as a result, you're creating more cash flow. You have other different tax advantages and it changes the way that you think. And so some of you guys might look at your salary and, and be discouraged, but banks love stability and, and banks favor stability over higher amounts of volatility. So just think about that. And, and there's also some lessons that can be learned to look at what the banks bet. Um, overall, I again want to thank Carlton. I want to thank you for watching. I want to hear your thoughts. What did you love about this video? What are questions that you have? Is there other creators? Is there other videos that I should react to? And again, as always, I hope you have an intentional rest of your day and we'll see you on the next video. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.